Y'all, I am Tyler Meredith, and welcome to another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy, baby! Let's make some magic. Y'all, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. Once again, I am being graced by my incredible guest who now has a PhD, um, a doctoral degree uh, in Disney. She has joined me so many times. I am so grateful. Finally, I have a degree. (laughs) She has all of the degrees only from coming on this podcast. That's how it works. Um, She is an incredible actor in Chicago, on Chicago stages. You can catch her in Slice and Dismissed with Dylan Sprouse, which are both free with an Amazon Prime subscription. She's truly fire and so funny, and I'm so grateful that she has returned. The one and only Ray Gray. Woo! Fire yes, and yes. educated now. Yes, yes. I'm feeling pretty good about myself on this hump day. <laughs> yes. Yes, you should. As Thanks you for should. building me up. Yeah, no prob. That's, I mean, what else am I supposed to do? I mean, you know, it's like, it's true. I'm, I am not nearly as incredibly cool as all of my super cool friends. And that's the way I would have it. Cause then I just get to talk about about how great you are. I think, I think I'm going to start a podcast and invite you on just so I can give you a little blurb at the beginning about how awesome you are. Okay, great. Cool, 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 cool. And every time I had a new guest, it would just be your blurb. It would just be how great this time is. Hey, welcome back, Stacey. Anyway, talking about Tyler. (laughs) It's like Michael Jordan. Yeah, (laughs) great. It's it's exactly like MJ. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, great. I I feel like he would come on your podcast. I mean, why wouldn't he? I mean, it's not like he's you know regaining any popularity right now or anything. So I think I'd be able. Right in. It's not like the whole world is tuned in to even non Bulls fans are watching. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. I haven't watched. I'm a huge Bulls fan and I haven't even watched it yet. That's the thing about the quarantine. You find time to procrastinate Same. so that you always have something to do in the like in the long, like way in the future. Yes. Yes. Um, truly. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched. What was the show you told me to watch? It's on Hulu. Everyone's watching it. Um, oh, I, um, I keep calling it smart people. Normal That's, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are people. very smart is the okay. funny thing. They're both like genius scholars at Trinity in Ireland. Oh. And, <sighs> you know, they get doctor. They get real doctorates oh. and stuff like that. And they're also really beautiful. And sure, sure, sure. But there's okay. some other things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I haven't watched we're that. We're better. Oh, good. Thank you. I think so. I mean, you know. I, I would wish- actually watch that after quarantine. For me okay. personally, watching things during this time, it's like watching Disney and sort of more escapism kind yes. of things has been yeah. way more helpful to me than watching a very real like 12 episode series or 10 yes. episodes or whatever about a yes. very real relationship and mental illness. And yeah. it was just, it's not, it's not an uplifting. What is uplifting about it is that it's mm-hmm. so good, but the story is, is sometimes hard to watch. A so lot. I would save that one for happier times. Cool, 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 cool. cool. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I realized that at some point early on, I was like, oh, I can't retain information right now. Like I have to watch things that like, 
yeah, it's just like pure escapism or truly bring me comfort. Yeah, it was like, I just can't. Yeah, absolutely. I can't retain information either as <laughs> like how I asked you if you and your husband lived together before we started recording because I forgot the steps of living because that's just where we're at. But you know what? Who's to say? You know, you never know. I could have been like, no, quarantine yourself outside you know you never know every man for themselves (laughs) yeah that's definitely my vibe you're not getting me sick jeff right (laughs) that's definitely my vibe yeah (laughs) yeah i deal with it that it's very smart survival of the fittest right Right. just a full hunger games like i went full katniss everdeen i was like no you i you are not Peta. i will not come after you i'm just gonna be Jennifer I, Lawrence. Yeah, it I was going to call Jennifer it. Lawrence. Yeah. That's the one. With the <laughs> no, I was like Hudson. Right. No, it's different. It is. It is like the Hunger Games, though, because you know everybody running to get toilet paper. Yes. I think people are like passive aggressively sneezing on people now and getting arrested for it. It's <gasps> really just like the Hunger Games. <laughs> but everybody's yeah. weapon is their breathing. <laughs> That's very so, real. Yeah. That's very real. Not quite as exciting. And the participants aren't as hot. If no, I, I mean, say. we don't have any Hemsworth. And if there isn't a Hemsworth, I'm no. not coming to that party. So Not even um, the third Hemsworth. No, you know? I'll take him. I don't need Chris, you know, like no. or Liam. Yeah, I'll take the or other Liam. one. Yeah, yeah. We'll Who's take that? the other dude. The other I'm Hemsworth. sorry that I don't know your name. I know. I'm very sorry about that. I'm sure you go through your life being the third Hemsworth. But it's kind of like the Jonas Brothers, too. It's like, Kevin, nobody wants to marry Kevin. No. Is he married? Yeah, he's married yeah, with he kids. Is. Oh, but sure. Trust me, I've checked. Because I, I would take him. I just didn't, you know, I wasn't seeking him out particularly. Well, I mean, no. Not like Nick or Joe. And then obviously one of them has to marry someone from Game of Thrones. And the other has to marry one of the most beautiful humans I've ever seen. Not fair. Yeah. Not fair. I know. But, I'm not going to take anyone away from Lady Sansa. So I mean, I mean, you're I will not a respectfully monster. bow out of that. <laughs> right, right, no, right. I'm not. I'm not Lord Baelish. Okay, I'm not going to swoop in and screw anything up. Only to get. Well, I won't. I'm not going to spoil it. But. <laughs> if she spoils Game of Thrones for you, that is your fault. That is your fault. What are you doing during quarantine? That's my strong opinion. That's my I know. Take. I'm actually jealous that I watched it last year. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Really wish it was, I had now. I know. Yeah, when I, I got my wisdom tooth out, I binged it. <gasps> oh, great there you times. go. Great times. Great times. Vicodin um, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's the name of your podcast, actually. If I could oh, that's the name of my... That's it. Yeah, okay. We've had to come up with a lot of ideas today. Vicodin <laughs> and That's the perfect uh, transition uh, to ask you our first question, <laughs> which is, what is your relationship to Disney? My relationship to Disney basically stems from my relationship to imagination, which is, I was basically playing with action figures till it was like way past it being socially acceptable to do so (laughs) in my, I don't know if I told you this, but in my like eighth grade school photo, Uh I'm wearing a jacket with a front pocket and there's two action figures sticking out of it in the photo. Stop. Stop. And um, so I've always respected, you know, people with big imaginations who like to escape in the stories and Uh, I used to go to the Disney parks when I was a kid every year. 
mm-hmm. stay at the contemporary resort and just Classic. see this sort of physical manifestation of someone's imagination or multiple people's imaginations yeah. to me was just the most empowering, encouraging thing yeah. because it's all about sort of getting lost and, and forgetting who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that was my way in for sure was the parks and I, I love the movies. I've seen most of the Disney original movies. Um, they all make me cry and change my life. I learned, I've learned most life lessons from Disney movies. Like when I meet people that I think are, are morally shady, (laughs) I know that there are certain Disney movies they haven't seen because they're just missing key life lessons. Yes. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. That checks out. Yeah. Did I tell you that, uh, the question I would ask on first dates while, um, before I met Jeff was what are your top three Disney movies, which is our second question. But that was the question I would ask on first dates because I think it says a lot about people. That's why I didn't get a lot of second dates. However, (laughs) I I think you're doing okay though, Tyler. I think you ended up in the right place. I think so too. (laughs) But clearly he, clearly he was like, oh, easy. And then named three immediately. But people who are like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know about, I, I didn't really like, watch any or I don't really care I'm like oh this is not gonna work you know some people weren't allowed to watch them that's true they were dark or they thought you know some parents were I'm like but that's so that's such an important part of life is I think so too yeah all of that all the good and the bad and yeah that's what Disney really did for me Mm -hmm. um was sort of I don't feel like school really prepares you for the real world correct um but (laughs) like Disney movies do Yes. Because some of that stuff is bleak. Oh, my God. I, I just dark. keep thinking about Hunchback. And I'm like, if oh, you yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to be prepared for the real world, get yourself thrust into, like, I don't even know what century in Paris and, like, be forced to chase, quote, unquote, a gypsy down into the catacombs and deal with Frollo. Like, terror, terror. That's a nightmare. Really terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think we've chalked a lot of it up to being like fun fantasy and we forget like how deeply dark a lot of those movies are. Yes. Oh, and yeah. That's very important. Well, what are your top three? My top three actually aren't even really that dark now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, well, they have dark moments. My mm-hmm. top three are Ratatouille, oh. Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And The Incredibles. So good. Um, Because I love rats. Mm -hmm. I love family superheroes. And I love me a good beast. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) And that's the tea. And that's the end of today's episode. And that's the tea. (laughs) You've heard it here. Um, Yes, no... Yeah, those are my faves, but I, I it's been really fun to rewatch a lot of Disney movies during this yeah. time because I think, you know, your ta- taste is always changing and mm-hmm. those movies are important to me because of where I saw them at different points in my life and mm-hmm. so I think <laughs> Yeah, I think probably Incredibles is the least relevant. I just like really <laughs> want that family. Yes. Oh my like, god! Can you imagine if you were quarantined with <sighs> with the pars? No, with the Incredible you, family. You'd be fine. You you would ha- you would never be bored. You'd have so much to do. You could stretch yeah, and all if around. I could, and if I could be invisible, I could go anywhere I wanted during quarantine, <gasps> and nobody <sighs> would know. 
I mean, I wouldn't right. breathe on people, but I could sure. sneak into, you know, I'd sneak into like six flags or something. Turn yeah. on a roller coaster. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And if your arms stretched really far at the grocery store, you wouldn't have to be next to anyone. You could just grab the stuff you wanted off the shelf. It'd be great. I, I mean, actually, that'd be a great situation for quarantine. You're right. You're right. It would be. It would be You're incredible. Right. It would. Aha. 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 Yes. 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 Yep. It's uh, day 47. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here we I actually are. don't know. It's just I, in the 40s. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You're like, it's day 400. I'm like, sure, checks out. I because what are day 3082? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you could be um, any character in the Disney verse, who would you be? You know, I had been saying Violet Parr because mm-hmm. I would really like to be invisible, and that's true. And I think it's really cool <laughs> that also what is perceived as a character flaw for her, which is Mm -hmm. that she feels invisible Mm -hmm. uh, in school and life and how that sort of turns into a superpower. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. think that's really cool because I think a lot of times people think something is a weakness and it's a strength. Yeah. That's cool. But today, now I've been thinking, how cool would it be to be trapped in Belle's library? Like be trapped in that castle. If you had to be stuck in one place. Oh, and as yes. I said, I love me a beast. So I mean, and you have a kitchen. So I don't know. Maybe Belle. I don't know. But I love like that. pre the prince transformation. Oh yes. Yeah. I yeah. went into like a just a hard, long, deep dive about how we I think we talked about this. How Yeah, much, we did talk about yes. it. Oh my gosh. It, so much less desirable post-transformation. And yeah, like put me in a castle. I don't need to go anywhere. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have everything. The beast was basically in quarantine. Like, I'm chill. All these dishes are gonna do performance art. Like, I literally don't need to go anywhere. We're all I have everything quarantined I need. together. Right. There's, I love you know, it. There's amazing food, there's dancing chandeliers, candelabras. Right. Ugh. Who doesn't um, want that? I just think it'd be great. And and that, like, the night that they're dancing in the Ugh, ball, like, come on. Let's, you could, let's just Groundhog Day that night. Right. You could have a ball every night, just the two of you. It sounds mm-hmm. great. Sign me yeah, up. So maybe about, maybe I'm feeling right. like a little more bell today. All right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Day by day. We're taking it one day at a time. Every day, a new character. Every day, a new character. Yes, correct. Um, Today, you have selected 101 Dalmatians, which Mm -hmm. is such a treat to revisit. And I think both of us said that we haven't seen it in a long, long time, but both really love it. Yeah, I think it's an incredible film. Even the opening credits. Oh my god! Oh my god! I, I was like, I, I would happily sit through that every time. Like yes. that actually adds to the experience of the movie. It sets the tone for the movie. Yes, yes. It's. So, I was blown away by so the animation jazzy. and the music is so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah, it's the sort of eerie but playful vibe that the whole movie has, and you're like. I do want to see all these names. Normally credits at the beginning. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know it's important to acknowledge who made this and why we're all here and stuff, but (laughs) but that open credits that's, and I remember it now. Like I had forgotten about now. I'm like, of course with that song and all the, Uh, all the puppy spots, like turning into things. Mm -hmm, So cool. mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just like a full jazz 
moment. And I like I love that the music is so fun for a movie that is about killing dogs, question mark. Like that, like I do love the juxtaposition of like that. I'm like, what journey are we going on? Did I forget what this movie was about? Like <laughs> I was like, right. This is I great. know he's like happily singing about Cruella DeVille. Right, right. Like a very sort of plucky number. That yes. he makes the most money on of any song he's ever written. Right, right. Yeah. And it's, it's like about this murderous, psychopathic, mm-hmm. somehow rich lady. So, I mean, yeah, I'll get into her finances. I'm very confused. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see those yeah. bank statements. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing trust fund. Right, right. Something. Oh, for sure. For or sure. Or just stole it. Or stole it. Yeah, she seems to be up to some shady dealings. You know, I don't feel like her intentions are are quite pure. Um, I I do love that this, again, is set in London because Disney cannot get enough of London. Like, they're like, American people love London. I'm like, well, you know what? I mean, you're not wrong. We do love it. Yeah, Peter Pan, we love it. Sword and Stone, we love it. We'll take all of it. (laughs) Because it's close enough to us that we don't feel alienated. Yes. But there's something sort of like the accents and the sort Mm -hmm. of the old buildings and Mm -hmm. the sort of properness and... I mean, yes. even the differences in class with the accents. And it's yeah. just like all stereotypical British characters. Yes, yes. I think we're totally fascinated because it's sort of at a safe distance. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally, 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 totally. And there's something like, yeah, I think it's that idea of like a, a class system and like it all seems, yeah, like just foreign enough to us, but it's still like super appealing and the accents are like sexy to us for some reason. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh, this, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're like, no, you have royalty. That must make you really cool. I mean, that's what I think. But yeah, yeah. it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's connected to sort of a fantastical period of time and yes it came mm-hmm. before us and we we came from them and yeah we had yeah. our independence from them and there's just sort of a lot of um a lot of ties there but enough of a enough of a difference that it makes it a little bit more magical totally oh totally um i so i totally forgot that it was told from pongo's perspective that like Pongo is the narrator. I love that. Yeah. I love that he calls Ro- Roger his pet. Like, calls I his totally human his pet. I forgot about that. Yes, me too. When he started talking at the beginning, I was like, wait a minute. He's R- Roger's in third person? What? R- right, right. Is, is Roger calling himself Roger? Right. Yes. Yeah, it was It was wild. Um, Which is I, so smart because it's about them. Yes. And they save the day. They're the ones who save the day. And mm-hmm. it's the like whole community of animals mm-hmm. in the London area that end up coming together to save the day. So it makes sense. Right. Yeah. It, it seems so unique. I mean, this whole film felt, it feels so unique to me amidst all of the other classic Disney's, especially the animation, which again, I just think is absolutely incredible. It is so chic and so cool. And like, it's so stylized. It really is. I want prints on my wall of some of those shots, especially when they're escaping and getting into the countryside. And you see the sky and I was watching like the stars at one point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the way that the water's reflecting on the street in London. It's beautiful. So many details. And it's such a specific point of view on that city and the story that you're like, yes. oh, okay, this is an angle on this. This somebody yes. had a point of view. 
Yes. And that makes it way more interesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love that. So yeah, Roger's a songwriter. He's writing some songs. Um, and I, I love that Pongo is like, well, I need my pet. I need my human to meet another human and fall in love. So I'm just going to like shop these beautiful women slash dogs <laughs> out of our windows. And I do, I do love that it's such a great detail and it just felt so, it felt like this movie could have been made in the nineties, honestly. Like it's just, yeah, it, it just felt so I was so, shocked so when I looked up and saw it was 1961. I would have said like 92. Yes, same. Something yes. in my memory. Mm-hmm. Because it does, and that's something we talk about all the time is how owners look like their dogs. Yes, I love that detail. I love how they all match. And it, because I do, I think it is so true. Like, it, it is it really so is. true. Yes. I mean, and, and also just the style, like the woman with the poodle. Yeah. Her oh, style. And the, and the, God. I don't, I don't know what kind of dog the first one is, but it's, yes. it's uh, like maybe an Afghan hound or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. With the um, lady with the, with lo- the beret and. Yeah. Yes. I'm yes. like, oh my God. That's such <laughs> a. It's such a, such a great detail. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, it's like caricature but truthful. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. And then I love that we run into her later in the movie, too, when all the dogs are barking. And, like, you find out she's a painter. And it's like, obviously, she was a painter. Like, they had created that character in such a specific way. Like, she's each so, of those she's sets of people. Oh, 100%. She's, like, yes. French chic. Yes. But yeah, they're each yes. so specific. And yes. the animation is caricature too. Yes. But yeah. there's something so real about it. Totally, totally. And um, and so Pongo spots Perdita and her owner, Anita, and um, and he's like, OMG, we got to go strike while the iron is hot. And I love that he, since, you know, Roger doesn't stop writing songs until after five, great detail, um, is that... <laughs> Like an artist has a nine to five while they're working from home, lol. Yeah, uh-huh. But um, of course, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Just plays but, piano starting at nine and doesn't right. stop playing until and, five. Right, 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 right. It just and keeps comes flowing out. Yes, right. And um, and I love that he turns the clock until after five with his nose. Um, yeah. so they can go chase after them, which I think was the first time in my life that I was like, oh, you could do that huh, you can just do that and then time changes? Like, I remember as a kid being like, oh, could I just do that? And then it would be the time I wanted. And I was like, no, Tyler, that's like falsifying time and lying. But, you know, like whatever you want to call it. But it's already a false concept, really. I mean, we created time. Right, it's a construct. And we move time for daylight savings. Yes, It's one of the many things that are fictional that we take to be sort of embedded truths in yes. the way society is organized. You're right. So yes, You're right. Congo, you You're, can you, change the time. You, yes, make time whatever you want it to be. Currently, There's always time for matchmaking. Right. There is always time for some sensible matchmaking in mm-hmm. London. Um, and oh, yeah. Yeah, so Pongo and Roger live in this, like, bougie flat near Regent's Park, we find out. So, like, mm-hmm. a beautiful area. But then the inside is a fucking disaster. Like, it is very clearly a bachelor pad. It is trashed. Oh, yeah. Roger smokes so many cigarettes. It's obscene. Mm-hmm. It's, He's it's a chain mess. smoker, for sure. He, oh, he absolutely is and like again I I noted I was like the animation is just 
so fucking distinct, like the way the dogs are animated, the way the humans are animated. It's just, and and I think the way they would, I, and I would need to research this more, but the way they would like insert an animation onto a painted backdrop, like that's kind of what it felt yes. like. It, it just yes. was, it's beautiful. It's yeah. just so mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so Pongo is like, cool, cool, cool. We got to tear off. We got to go into the park. They find Perdida and Anita, and so they're like, great. We're just get-. Pongo's like, I'm gonna strut right past them, and mm-hmm. of course, because you know, like they, I, they're not gonna give away their cards. Like they just like pretend not to notice them, even though they do notice them. Um, oh, that's you gotta play it cool. I mean, yeah, that's you gotta play it cool. One oh one. That yeah, that's a lesson I <laughs> back to my dating did not know or practice. Um, I don't know. I yes. think it's cool to be. Hey, what are your three favorite Disney movies? Yeah, oh, thanks, right? You're right. Because you said it like that, right? Right. That's yeah, cool. I was like, hey, what are you? What are your three favorite Disney movies? And they were like, um, I don't watch them. And then I just left. Yeah, it was a lot. Oh, like that. that's great. No, classic. you know what you want. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so yeah, they're playing it cool and. Uh, Perdida and it's, it's Perdita, right? I keep wanting to call her Perdida. It's like, Perdita, from the, but I like what's going on with that. I'm Perdita. Like, I'm like, it's from the Winner's Tale, y'all. Hello, like you stole that name? Maybe I don't know. I think it is spelled the same way. Um, but um, no, they totally stole. I mean, that's where I'm yeah. sure Shakespeare Shakespeare made that name. As he made many of the names that are in our society today, like he oh, created. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, um, and they just went and, and messed it up. Right. Well, and I was like, oh, Tyler, they probably wanted it to rhyme with Anita. So Perdida. Maybe. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think was that was probably the thinking. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, or they just didn't think people were, you know, lowest common denominator, just make it easy. <laughs> They're like, uh, two girls are not going to dissect this uh, through a microphone. Um, but yeah, in so 60 they, years. Oh, in 60 years. So yeah, mm-hmm. so they peace out. And Pongo was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No fucking way. Um, so he goes and ties Roger and Anita together with his leash. Madness ensues. They fall into the pond. Just like, you know, Physically and metaphorically, because they are falling in love. Because literally thirty seconds later, they are married. It was it was a fever dream wedding. Yep, like Disney. It's a very very quick. Yes, they do. They like it happening very quickly. Yes, they got wet together. Yes, they exchanged wet handkerchiefs. Yes, they. She was not having it. No, I mean she's not. She's like you know you're terrible. You've already. She's like. It was blaming him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like, "You ruined." Right, right. She was like, "My hat, my scarf. You've ruined it all." I was like, "It's actually it is water, though. Like, I'm sure there was a dry cleaner. It is going to be fine, you know." And guess what? You're going to end up with 101 Dalmatians in like a year. Yeah. So calm down. And marry the guy. Right. <laughs> that was Disney's message. Just calm down okay. and marry the guy. See, that's what yeah. I took away. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm yes. going to try to apply that to my life. Right. <laughs> Just calm down and marry, marry the guy. The guy. 
Cool. Just do that. Yeah, that's a direction I would love someone to give me. Just calm down, marry the guy. Oh, sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. I'll apply that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then Pongo and Purdy are like licking noses because they are in love now. It's like shit is kind of sexy. It's real. and It's and very we, sexy. It's very sexy. And mm-hmm. oh, we meet, hands down, my favorite character in the film, Nanny, a.k.a. Mad Madam Mim. The fact that this woman voices Mad Madam Mem and Nanny blows my mind, but it is hard for me to disassociate because I know her voice so fucking well from Mad Madam Mem. <laughs> so, totally. And I'm yeah. sure they did it on purpose, too. You know, they right. hired her. Oh, and it's yeah. like, yes. You're going to do Disney loves to put little Easter eggs and all. Oh, they love. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, And (laughs) I I did feel like probably more quickly than almost all of the other classic movies in the like earlier Disney Renaissance, we meet the villain. I mean, the true HBIC Cruella fucking DeVille is, (laughs) I mean, an icon, a legend, a legend. She, I forgot how incredible she is, how wonderful that voice actor is. The voice is incredible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the perfect, like, amounts of dangerous and crazy. Yes. And also kind of, like, (laughs) sexy and British still. Yeah. You get it. You get the chic, refined, like, fur coat loving person who always wears, like, a little black dress around. Yes. Yes. Has her hair perfectly died i'm gonna guess because i don't think she's older i mean no she's an old schoolmate or something well right that's why i i I was like wait a minute so she went to school with anita but like she definitely looks older than anita but maybe that's you know life has been hard for cruella like you know i i I have so many questions yeah it has been cruel literally like i just have so many questions about like her monetary flow and ultimately how she has this estate like a full gray gardens estate that um you know they've taken the puppies to out in the country but then she has this flat that is a mess like what's going on who is helping you who's your bank you know, that's what yeah, I, I know. know. Yeah. I, I know. I think I think with the case with a lot of, well, crazy rich people is that the money just sort of comes to them, you know, and sure. they, there's no sure. they're like, mm-hmm. OK, well, I don't have to work hard for this. I can just just keep taking what I want without right. consequence. Sure. And sure. what she happens to want is puppy fur. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she's wearing the most lavish fur coat and she just rolls up like from jump and is like give me these puppies. I want these puppies. I'm going to put a cigarette out in your cupcake. Like, and I'm just going to like twirl my ass out of your flat and tell me when the puppies are here. Like what? It is a whirlwind of an entrance. It truly is. It is also the way that her smoke is animated. (gasps) The green smoke from her her cigarette. There's a lot of ash putting out into food. Yes. I think um, Jasper, like... Has a cigar that he puts out in Boris's yes. sandwich or something. Uh-huh. There's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot of cool animation around that, but it's just like this power that comes from her yes. in the form of this cigarette. It's such a genius Ugh. prop yes. to give somebody, and then the way that the smoke just sort of goes after whatever she wants. Yes, like her, her presence is always looming. Yeah, it's like it. 
it reminds me of Diablo. Like it is her Diablo the Crow. Like who that is yes. to Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just her cigarette smoke, y'all. That's all. Yeah, it's her evil yeah. sidekick. Yes. Who clouds up the picture of Pongo right, and Perdita. Right. And is the most incredible color of like lime vomit green. It is just, it is so specific. It is so and specific. And it really hangs in the air. Yes. I mean, it really is viscous. Yes. Yes. Like poisonous gas. Right. Yes. 100%. Maybe that's why she's so crazy. She's smoking poisonous gas. Maybe that's it. Like you know, yeah. She, I mean, she's wild. Like all bats are off on Cruella. Like she, oh, yeah. she, I would, I have a dream that like she would have been in a franchise of like Real Housewives of London. Um, she she would roll in, film her scene, roll right out. It's like no, and she wouldn't show up for filming. Like she'd be just terrible at it, but she would be an incredible character to have there when she was present. You know. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Except she never gets yeah never gets married. R- right. Like, of course. <laughs> right. She's the oh. person who's there. Right. Yes. She's the friend. She'd be a great yes. like friend of a housewife. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, Purdy is hiding because, of course, obviously, she's fucking terrified of Cruella. Um, and, like, the fact that Cruella is going to maybe steal her puppies. Um, and then they're like, they're like, it's going to be fine. Fast forward to the night that Purdy is giving birth. Um, and I love that Disney is like, cool, the men will wait in the kitchen, um, and be stressed out, and the women... We won't show the birth. No, and the women will take care of it. Yeah, I mean, yes, strong gender roles. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but of course then the guy is the one who brings the the lost puppy back to life. Of course, of course. Right, yes, lucky. Mm -hmm. Just saves the day, Just by rubbing the puppy. Right, I'm right. Like, that made so much sense to me when I watched that as a kid. I'm like, same. Oh yeah, it was just transferring some of his life force by rubbing <laughs> the puppy. And this time I was like, life force. Hmm. Right. Hmm. That's some interesting CPR going on there. Right, right. Would that have I'm glad it works out for you. Right, right. Um, yeah, 100 Dalmatians doesn't have the same ring. No, it's the and one that really just kind of like brings it all together, like creates the brand. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, And so the number keeps growing as they're waiting. And then, like we said, they think one dies. But of course, Roger saves the day and revives it. And like somehow through some like magical telepathy, omnipotent power that all mm-hmm. of these villains seem to have. This bitch mm-hmm. Cruella is waiting in the doorway. Like what a thirsty bitch. She is so thirsty for a new coat. It is ridiculous. She is like, so th- it must be cold where she lives. Yeah, it must be. Apparent. No one else is chill. wearing a full fur. So I just have questions about- London doesn't get that cold. No. No. It's like mild, mild winters. She's Come not in Minnesota. Cruella. Right, right. Come Get on down. Get to know some real cold. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, Ten. I thought she's just always lurking. I mean, when you don't need to have a job, you can just be waiting outside. She hears the first little bark of a puppy. She's like, right. oh, I just happen to be stopping by and they're here. Let's right. <laughs> right, and I love that she's just like, great, give me the dogs. And then she's like, wait a second, they're fucking gross. They don't have spots. Like, this is disgusting. And then has, like, a moment to laugh in Roger's face about 
being a musician, which is one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. Like her yeah. full breakdown in laughter at his artistry, which feels like just a little too soon and too true for all artists with any family me- or with a lot of family members, you know? Um, oh, yeah, especially like wealthy ones yes. you already hate. Yes. Like, it's so funny that you do that. I had a friend right. recently who somebody asked him, like someone who wasn't an artist was like, oh, do you get paid to act? Do you make a living? Mm. It's the mm-hmm. same. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, you were, you don't get it. No. Yes, Cruella. Yes. I'm an artist. Yes. And I do I'm, get paid. That's my job. I get it's paid a, and I make the pain of your existence easier on people. Yeah, it's it's oh, actually I'm making up cheeky songs about you. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and Corella's like, fine, I made fun of your life as an artist. I will give you a ton of money for them, for the puppies. And of course, like Anita and Roger are like, no fucking way. No way. Um, they refuse. And then... <laughs> Cruella goes off the fucking handle. It's like, fine, just drown them, club them. I don't care what you do with them. Like these, these outbursts she has, like into straight and like immediate death. I was like, oh, what? like how do we get from a refusal into like just go kill them? I don't. I just don't know how we got there. Yeah, know? there might be some undiagnosed something yeah. going on there. Yeah, Bella. a lot. She's a little bit. She's right. a little past drama queen. Yes, yes. Talking about drowning puppies. Yes, right. But we all know people that just go off the deep end sometimes. That's true. That's true. And then I forgot. I was like, okay, so as of now, we have 15. I totally forgot that there was a full animal hoarding situation going on at the Cruella estate, which we'll get to. But I was like... I did too. I thought, yeah. oh, they have 101. Right. And then as they were counting them, I'm like, how long is this scene going to be? Right. They're only at 15? <laughs> I know. And, and then I was thinking about the biology of how could she hold 101 puppies? Same, same. I was like, this seems... Or do they have them right away again? Can they do that? Like, wait, yeah, I had so many biological questions about this. Yes, yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> um, but that had to be all- proven right, like proven wrong in my memory. Right, right. Yeah. And they're all just like the cutest little buttons. Penny is so cute. Patch is so cute. Rolly and Lucky. That. I love patch i mean i just love the voice of pat i love a raspy little kid yes <laughs> like that's great it's also like like in the fox and the hound coppers like yes, that I just love that rascally little rascal yes yeah and so then they are all tucked in and off to bed and the parents go on their walk with their pets um mm-hmm. and then jasper and is it Horace? Wait, maybe. Oh, I might have said Boris, but I meant Horace. You know, I I just also was like, sometimes I feel like I make up their names. Like I was calling someone named Penny Jenny forever. You know, I just, I, I yeah, I go into a full land of making up whatever I want sometimes. Um, but they are like, they're just chilling and waiting for them to leave like the guys from Home Alone. Like I was like, these yahoos just like, you oh, know. Of course, you have the tall one and you yep. have the short one. Right, and it's, right. really, it's the same kind of crook structure. Like, right. exactly. And I would not be surprised if those actors played these roles in the movie with Glenn Close. Like, I was like, I need to go look that up because <laughs> that would be great casting. It'd be great casting. That would be amazing casting. I think it was um, 
Oh, I should know his name. The actor who plays House MD. <gasps> it was. Yes. Yes. It, he mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm, Jasper, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. I you're really right. I do right. know his name. I'm just blanking mm-hmm. on No, me too. I he's am amazing. Too. Yes, he's brilliant. But yes, that absolutely is who it is. I think he did play it in the Glenn Close one, and I can't remember who the other Oh wait. No, the other guy was um uh Mr. Weasley. <gasps> oh in, in the live my action God. version. You're right. Yeah, I love a good Weasley crossover. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, So yeah, they they show up and they lie to Nanny to try and get in, and then then just fucking bust the door down. They like lock Nanny in the attic. They pack up all the puppies in a suitcase. They're real assholes too. They're like not scary thieves. They're being dicks. No, they're being such such dicks. And they yeah, they pack the puppies up and like. like you know a weekender bag and then they just fucking bounce and i love this moment of like nanny finding they're missing and like running into the street like screaming for help like just a full like hook moment reminding me so much of hook when the children go missing um and yeah just like and i just again love this voice actress so much she's so fabulous um but it gets oh, like yeah. dark. Oh yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, it's like it's super so triggering dark. and dark. Yeah, I, I feel so bad for her. I know, I know. She's running out in the street. Yeah, yeah. And that painted backdrop. It's like ugh. that again. It's really pretty, but it's so sad. It's so sad. And meanwhile, Cruella, who she's voiced by Betty Lou Gerson, who did a lot but like this was probably the biggest thing she did and which surprises me because i was like she knocks it out of the fucking park like she's so incredible um so incredible i hear her voice in my nightmares oh yeah (laughs) that laugh it's like this pitch this the pitchiness of it is so hard to listen to and it's so good um it's so hard to do and like to do it in front of a voiceover like in a voiceover booth oh my gosh mike and like I don't know, like, yes. as an actor, one of the hardest things for me is laughing, fake yes. laughing. Yeah, yeah, oh, I don't. It's, so it's just hard. really hard for me, Yeah, and I can't mm-hmm. do it in a specific or interesting way. So when somebody has an incredible laugh, like the Cruella mm-hmm. did the laugh, mm-hmm. and they're doing it in front of a mic in a yeah. voiceover booth, and yeah. it, it sounds effortless. Yeah, it's... I mean, yeah. props. So much skill. So much skill. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's just, like, laying in bed. She's smoking in bed. Um, and, uh, like, the theme in her bedroom is, like, hot pink and black, um, <laughs> which is just, like, I love that they're, like, yeah. She wouldn't have, like, purple and, like, green. Like, this isn't a Maleficent or Lady Tremaine situation. Like, Cruella DeVille would have hot pink and black because it's just so audacious and so irritating. And then she has, I don't know if you noticed, but her phone is shaped like the devil. Um, it looks like the devil. It has clawed feet. It kind of looks like the devil from the I first Fantasia. I did not Fantasia. notice this. Yeah, that was the first time I I've noticed ever it was noticed a rotary it. phone. Yes, it was a ro- it is a rotary devil shaped phone. Um, yeah, it looks like the devil from the first Fantasia. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Disney's like, we'll slip that in. You know, we love, we love that. Love they a little Easter egg. callbacks. Yeah, they do love a callback. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm looking it up now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it looks like. Yes. Oh, I want it. 
Yeah, it's pretty great. It looks cool. Yeah. And I mean, like, I hate that Cruella smoking with a, is that called like a smoking piece or like, it's like, or an ext- like an extender. I don't even know what it's called. I don't smoke, but like, um, one of the long yeah, skinny, either. oh, it's a holder, a cigarette holder. That's what it's called. Oh, um, okay. yeah. But like, just, it, I'm like, it, it's so annoying how she makes that look cool. You know, I was like, God, you know, these movies, they made smoking look cool to children. It's real. Um, or disgusting in her case. Real. But, um, no, it looks, it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's just like an extension of her not giving a shit. Yes. Yes. Exactly. She's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to take what I want. I'm going to smoke like this, but I don't want to burn my fingers. So I'm going to use a holder. Right. Right. Maybe she don't want to mess up her nails. Who's to say? Probably not. They're probably really expensive and like half black and half white. Yes. And she gelled. mm -hmm. Yes. They're Mm -hmm. gels. Yeah. Oh God. Manicures. Um, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Um, so Corella calls Anita to talk about the story about the puppies going missing in the paper so sneaky so passive aggressive so fucked up (laughs) like oh so fucked up to pretend to be compassionate when you're the cause of the trauma oh my god it is that's next level yeah the manipulation is next level and roger is like oh it's obviously Cruella DeVille and Anita's like no like it probably isn't and I was like what is this fucking weird power dynamic between Cruella and Anita like they must have been the same sorority Cruella must have been her mentor like some kind of weird shit because it is a big sister yes yes Mm -hmm. or like just Mm -hmm. to be someone of higher status yes it's interesting because in the live action movie I believe Anita works for Cruella or oh, something yes. like yes. that. Yes, I think you're like, right. Like works at her fashion design firm or something. Yes. And mm-hmm. so you kind of understand it because it's her boss. Yes, right. But right, in, right. in the animated film, it's a little bit like, oh, they were old schoolmates. But I mean, let's be honest. We all have those friends. And perhaps we're losing some of them during quarantine because these are probably not the friends we're calling. But we all have those friends that like, maybe like are alluring to us or there's just some reason we can't quite cut them out of our lives, even though we know they're not good for us. Yeah. We want to hang on. Maybe we feel bad for them. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, that could definitely be the case with Anita's like, yes. Cruella has come and said, you're my only friend. I'm, you know, and, and is all dramatic about it. I just feel like, She's probably one of those friends that Anita should cut out, but Anita is way too nice. Yes, I think yes, that's absolutely what it is. Like it is a toxic relationship, but Anita's too nice. She can't cut her out right now. We've all been there. Um, We've all been there. We've all been there. (laughs) Um, So I love that um, the parents and or aka the pets take Purdy and Pongo out for a walk, and in the park. Pongo starts to sound the fucking alarm. Like he starts the bark chain and I I've never believed anything was more possible than this bark chain across all of London. Like I was like, "Oh, if a dog barks, another bark will hear it. It will create the bark chain." Like it seems so logical to me. Absolutely. Of course, mm-hmm. it's contagious. Right. How else I mean, when it... one dog starts barking, another one does. Like, there's a dog in my building, and whenever he barks, my dog starts barking. Right. And then this dog, even higher than us, starts barking. And of yeah. Course, yeah, why not? Yeah, they're just talking. You know, how else are they supposed to spread vital information? Like, Yeah, I, and they're... I love that 
all animals can talk to each other. Yes, too. yes. Because they also spread it to the cat and the horse. Oh, oh, we meet this entire, like, like out in the country, it's like an entire, like, classification of animal infantry. Like, it is a full militia with different mm-hmm. classifications, with different— Lieutenant and colonel. Yes, yes, different animals. Colonel, um, he— is he was the original voice of Tony the Tiger. Um, he also voiced characters in Aristocats, Lady and the Tramp, like basically like everything. Yeah. Colonel is yeah. such an insane character. Yes. <laughs> because, well, Colonel's the sheepdog, right? Yes. Or is mm-hmm. it the cat? Uh, the cat is Lieutenant. No, yeah, yeah, Lieutenant. Yeah, that's Sergeant Tibbs. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sergeant, my bad. My bad. Yeah. I got to brush up on my army terminology. Right, right. In regards so to animals, colonel, yes. The colonel is so funny because, boy, is he useless. Yeah, so useless. He just leads everybody into, like, like very bad situations. Yes. And then Sergeant Tibbs fixes it and is, like, serving this idiot. Yes. Like, what are you doing, Colonel? What well, are you doing? And I wonder if that's them like saying like I wonder if some animator like had an in in terms of something like a point of view they wanted to share about the rankings of the army, or maybe they served, or like I don't know, like because maybe they felt like the colonel was useless. Like I, I thought about that too. I was like, maybe the sergeant is the most important one. Again, I don't know uh, anything about rankings. Yeah, but yeah. I think yeah. there's definitely something about rankings and class in mm-hmm. the movie. I mean, I think with the Cruella totally. stuff and um, Roger being an artist, and there's oh, definitely totally. a lot about money. Yes, um, and I 100%. just think in general, Europe is a little more conscious of that. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think, I mean, obviously, there's a huge class disparity in America, but it's mm-hmm. not such an established thing that we think or talk about in the way that, like, in London or in Ireland, it's actually a big thing too. Of just like mm-hmm. your class defines who you are. Yeah, and yeah. and I feel like the lieutenant colonel thing could be just sort of a different reflection of that of like the higher up is not the person getting stuff done. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Cause at this point, like we're halfway through the movie and we still have half of the movie left. And I'm like, what else is there to do? Like, it's like, I didn't realize the slow burn of this, which is very classic Disney, but it's like, oh my God, like this is a slow burn, but also an anxiety-filled burn for me. Like I'm so like, much anxiety yes. because they escape and escape and escape. Uh, so and many escape. escapes. And Sergeant yeah. Tibbs, truly the hero, I feel like, of the film, is like he finds the puppies. He discovers this is like a full-blown, as we mentioned, like an animal hoarding situation mm-hmm. out at the estate of the DeVille estate, question mark. Mm-hmm. We like vaguely hear. Um and uh, Jasper and Horace are guarding them. It's it's just it's it's wild. It is a full Grey Gardens it's moment. It's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and what mm-hmm. is Jasper drinking? Yeah. What is he drinking? I spent a lot of the time. I'm like, okay, Horace has got a sandwich. Jasper right. is drinking a brown liquid out of a wine bottle. Right. A lot of questions. And he doesn't want to share any of it. So, but that's I'm like, don't watch the dogs drunk, man. Right, you're that's just, not great. Asking for a cat to come save yes, them, so yes. a hole in the wall. 
Right. And I mean, sh- surely <laughs> the Sergeant Tibbs shows up and they throw darts at him. Like, and they threaten the to. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucked up. They threaten to block what? out Patch's other eye. Like, what? Um, yeah, and, and then when they go to skin them, it's like he takes a, he takes a, like a chair of the, or, or the leg of the chair. Yes. What? Club them to death and they're fighting about whose skins. Oh who my God. Skin them and who them. It's so dark. It's so dark. And luckily Pongo and Purdy find out what is afoot by this like very handsome great Dane who reports oh, back and him. is like, oh, love him. I was like, you're hot to me. Um, he, okay. Yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> All right. On a Wednesday. Yes. Um, and so he he's like, listen, the puppies are at the DeVille place in Suffolk. And I was like, holy shit. That, I don't know a lot. I could have just Googled it. But in my mind, I mean, like, is it, like, that's far. But it is a suburb of London. Yeah, I believe. Like, Ish? I think it is. I've never been to London, um, but I do mm-hmm. believe it's it's close-ish. Yeah. A very long journey to do in a blizzard. Yeah, I mean, river. it's like, yeah, it's like basically being in Schaumburg. Like, it's being in a Chicago <laughs> suburb and having to get exactly. downtown. That is a long-ass yeah, journey. Yeah, you just don't do it. No. And there's a lot of woods no. highway. Yes, Right. And in, and their woods and highway to Pongo and Purdy is just like a full icy river bath. Like they but they I love it because they'll do anything to get their puppies, which is so beautiful. So loving. They so really much love in those yeah, two. They really are. And then mm-hmm. of course, Cruella rolls on into her estate and is like, listen, you better give me those dog skins now. I mean, so fucking dark. Again, we are fighting about fur. This is crazy. This is awful. Um, And Jasper and Horace respectfully are not into the idea. Like they don't actually want to do it. Um, but yeah, they're like, they're like vaguely crooks. Yeah. You know, they're like bad dudes who want to make some money, but they don't want to like kill puppies. No. And they're obviously not very successful crooks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, 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 no. And, and of course, Sergeant Tibbs overhears these plans and he then starts telling the puppies to sneak out through the hole in the wall. Thank God for Sergeant fucking Tibbs. And I love I that they give they give the victory and glory and smarts to a cat because I feel like Disney is not often in on the a side dog of cats. movie. Yes, I love it. I and love it's someone it. who enters the movie like halfway in. Yeah, mm-hmm. heroes mm-hmm. can come from anywhere. That's right. You heard it here this first. This is a theme. Yes, yes, This is yes. a Disney theme. They can come from anywhere. They can be anybody. Yes. Oh, such a great theme. Very present. Mm-hmm. Hercules. Oh, my God. Yes. 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 We love it. We love a hero theme. Um, so there's, like, this mass puppy exodus happening while the Home Alone guys are watching TV. And luckily, like, at first, like, everybody gets out. And then Sergeant Tibbs spots one of the puppies and has to, like, basically, he does, like, a dance across empty wine bottles. And then the puppy <laughs> flies through the hole. And then Rolly, bless his heart, has to be, like, pushed through the hole. And oh, the guy, poor Rolly. And the guys, I know, love Rolly. The Rolly guys are too. just, like, fighting over who is, as we mentioned, like, who's going to club them or skin them. And they're watching, like, a TV game show. Like, 
what, like, what are we doing? Why are you here in the old Davila estate? Yeah, like, I mean, it's like so normalized. The all of the there's a lot of showing what's on television in this movie. Yes, yes. The canine advertisement. I the love, puppies are always watching yes. TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it just really normalizes what they're doing and how like how do bad guys do bad things? Like, how do they psych themselves up for it? Right. Just being like, well, let's turn on the TV. So we have to do it and then we'll do it. And it just like normalizes the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Watching a game show. Right. Right. And like, and then Sergeant Tibbs is like leading the pack for the escape. Um, And luckily Pongo and Purdy have like finally made it there. They survived like, crossing the Chicago River in a blizzard. Like, they have shown up, thank God. And then, like, all-out chaos ensues. Like, full-on farce. And, like, Purdy and Pongo are not fucking around. They are biting them in the butt. They are biting them on the arm. Like, just a full-blown farce. It's chaos. It's utter chaos. Oh, yeah. I love a ferocious lover, though, you know? Yes, yes. I mean, I'm just, like, because they're so (laughs) loving... Mm-hmm. throughout the whole they're so loving with with the puppies and with each other and then you're like no if you're gonna mess with my loved ones yes i'm gonna bite you in the ass <laughs> i mean who wouldn't i get it you know you get yeah. it yeah i love that i love them i love them luckily they all escaped to the colonel's barn and now they have to get back to london from suffolk on foot like that just seems in, the so, blizzard. in a fucking blizzard that seems very far very far for a hundred and one dogs and it's a lot of puppies it's mm-hmm. gonna call some attention they're dalmatians because you also never see dalmatians no they're you beautiful one in a blue moon they're not very like common pets no uh-uh. i think part of that has to do with their temperament which i've heard is yes not mm-hmm. always the best, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. just so very rarely see, like I can remember all the times I've seen a Dalmatian in real life. Yes. So you have yeah. 101 Dalmatian puppies mm-hmm. wandering through Suffolk and right. like, mm, yep. I don't it's, know guys. It's, it's suspicious. It'll draw it some attention. Suspicious. And I, I love the, that the Dalmatians, the next day, you know, they're heading out, heading through the blizzard. Or I don't believe it has fully started snowing yet. But they have used, they are now on the frozen creek so that they won't leave tracks, which I love that so Horace. smart. Yeah. Horace and Jasper are like, they wouldn't. Well, Horace is like, no, I think dogs are smart. And Jasper's like, no, they're not. They're not smart. Um, but yeah, I love, I love that they did that. Um, you know, they were able to. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like people always have that idea. Well, hopefully they don't. But if you think animals are dumb, like, I do love that this movie pushes so much into the idea that animals are so much smarter than us, which I love. Yeah. I love. I love. Emotionally smart than we are. Yes. Yes. Like, absolutely. even if they're not necessarily smarter intellectually, they just, mm-hmm. like, they know how to move through their lives because their hearts are in the right place. And it's like right now yeah. I'm saving my puppies. So yes. I'm going to grab this branch and mm-hmm. cover my tracks. So this crazy mm-hmm. lady can't hurt my family. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so their true. Heart's always in the right place because they don't have any other that's distractions so or temptations. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. 
Yeah, and they they or George, uh, Horace and Jasper run into Cruella, um, and because everyone still hasn't found the puppies, just like I love this like the arc of all of the scenes. They're like, you found it? No. Okay, we'll go back to the dogs. You found it? No. Okay, we'll go back to the dogs. Um, but then we are in like a full moment of blizzard, um, and when Lucky is like the last one and he's cold and stranded, I was like, that is a mood for Chicago winter. Like we have all felt like Lucky in a blizzard. It's just true. Yeah, you just want to give up sometimes. Yes, yes, And just yes. complain. You just want to yes. stop and complain and be like, I can't feel my toes. And my right, right. right. And, and I'm hungry. My... Yeah. yeah, well, always hungry. <laughs> always hungry, regardless of weather. But yes, yes. It's... Yes, especially them. You're like, yes. just, just, give me, just give me some hot chocolate and right. just carry me. Yeah, car- just help me, help. And then, of course, this beautiful collie, like this gorgeous lassie, shows up and is like, don't worry, we have shelter for you in this dairy barn. And when they get there, I mean, they're basically famous because the bark chain has reached everyone, including cows. Um, and the pu- Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, Nash. They're the most famous dogs in, on the whole world. Oh, yeah. At that point. Of, right, right. And then, of course... You know, naturally, like the puppies are super, super hungry and the cows like feed them. They I was like, you the wait, the puppies are using the cows udders, which honestly, probably I don't know that could happen in life. I don't know. I was thinking about that, too. I don't I don't know. I don't know if they could do that. I don't know the rules. I don't know the animal. I mean, technically they could. We do it. We just do it with our hands. That's true. You're right. And I'm sure some drunk barn boys in Adair have done it directly from the udder at some point. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. So what happened? happened? I mean, the cows are so sweet. They are. I love those cows. Yeah. Um, And the, the next day they're on the move. Um, and, and basically (laughs) I was like, so we're watching this migration of dogs, um, so that they don't get skinned alive. Like this is high stress, high, high, high stress. Oh yeah. It's life and death. I mean, it's the most extreme stakes you can get and not just life and death. It's like death and skinning. Yes. It's terrible. It's very bleak. Yeah. Like (laughs) very bleak Disney. Um, but yeah, I'm like, okay, great. This is what we're dealing with. Um, Cruella is out and about. She spots their tracks and she shows up to the town where the pups are headed. Jasper and Horace show up there too. Um, and and the little guys, all the pups have gone inside of one of the buildings and there is a carfuffle between the cuties in the fireplace. And then Pongo has an amazing idea, which is that they're all just going to get covered in soot. Like they'll all disguise themselves. It's so brilliant. I That's love that. That's the part I was waiting for in the movie. I was like, when are we going to get to the soot? Yes. When are we going to get to the soot? I want to yes. see them turn into Labrador. Yes, I know. When is that going to happen? Yes. And then I love when they go outside. Like Horace knows, again, he's like, oh, dogs are smarter than we think they are. Like he's been thinking that the entire time. And like questions again that all these fucking black labs, like hunt, like a, literally a hundred of them are walking into right. this van. Like what? Yeah, with what? like three adults around. Right, right. Seriously. Just that happened to be the exact same size as the puppies they're looking for. Right. 
And but they're black labs. Right, right. And I'm like, you were not attentive enough to like notice the parents' collars. Like you clearly were not paying attention. Like, you know. So they're not very smart. True. I would say true, Cruella's true. not a very smart villain. She's just no. compulsive. Yes, that's so true. She is no Maleficent. Like, she's probably one of the cheapest crooks possible because she's rich, so she wants to keep her money. Yes. But no, yes. she's no Maleficent. There's no evil genius there. Just yes. evil. Oh, no, no, no. There's no, like, full Ursula Sea Witch. There's no magic. That's true. There is no magic. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, she I just got to rely on, yeah, just her and her trust fund. You know, that's it. And her cigarettes. That's all she has. Um but yeah, so Pongo goes back to get the rest of the puppies, and then, uh, in a very stressful situation, water drips on them, so it exposes their spots, and Cruella realizes it's them, and then she starts to chase after the van, and truly, like, a balls-to-the-wall Thelma and Louise, just, like, manic drive. I mean, like, this bitch is, like, she is trying to run them off the road for a fur coat. Like, it's, and I do, I do love yeah. that the male driver gets to slip in the line about, like, what a crazy woman Women driver. drivers. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, too. Wow. I was like. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, okay. 1961. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, in the midst um, of this madness. Yeah, honestly, if I think of, like, the word insane, like if there was a picture dictionary. Yes, yes. Her driving after the top of her car comes off yes. when her eyes are red. Yes. She's like, her face is just stretched out. And yes. she looks, that's insanity to me. A hundred, I could not agree with you more. Like if I, if I'm feeling insane, that would be the gif. I call it a gif. If it's a gif. I don't care. Um, That would be the gif or the meme I would send. Like that, that 100%. Nothing is crazier than her face. She loses it. She snaps. She rear ends the back of the van. And then, I mean, you know. On a cliff? On a cliff. And then, of course. Where you could eat. Easily just drive right off. Right. Like, she's being reckless as fuck. And then, like, you know, totally serves her right. She totals her fucking car. Like, Yeah. You'd, and I love that that's her end. She doesn't die. She just told her, totals her car. Man. Oh, I know. Man. And I was thinking as that crash was happening, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to die. That's, that's gruesome. Right. To, like right. die in the car. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. She's okay. She's lost a sleeve of her jacket. Of right. Her that's it. Coat. That's literally but no, they're it. They're fine. Their car is in pieces, but they're all fine. Right. Right. And I always thought this, like, the last seven minutes of this movie in Disney fashion, I was like, this seemed rushed. Um, they were like, yeah, yeah. and then her, her car is totaled, and then we're back in London, and it's Christmas, you know, just for added nostalgia. And and we hear Roger's Cruella song playing on the radio. You know, he's clearly made lots of money off of that, which is, you know, now a conflict of interest because, you know, she literally stole they're fur children. Um, and, but then they exactly. come back <laughs> and then they come back and they're sooty as ever. And like, and it's great. And then we sing Dalmatian plantation and that's all she wrote. Yes. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I think they're like, Oh, we just dropped 
way too much darkness. We got to yes. rush real quick back yes. to the happy yes. ending now. Exactly. People are going to turn this off. Right. Parents exactly. are going to be turning this off. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. I was just like, wow, that was quick. Uh, we got there quickly. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> it's not a lot. It's a short movie. It is. It Most is. Most of the movie is kind of. Kind of the Dalmatians trying to get away. Yeah, like, it's I, true. I, I think it started like 40 minutes in. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that's a right. lot of time to be stressed out. Yes, it, it was a very, very anxiety-ridden journey for me. Um, yes, me too. What, what would your takeaway be from this? Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this is actually just how all the Dalmatians were rescued Mm-hmm. Based on the kindness of strangers yeah. who did not know these Dalmatians, mm-hmm. who just heard that somebody needed help. And mm-hmm. there was never any question about, like, should I put myself in danger to help these Dalmatians? There was never yeah. that question asked. Yeah. It was like, right. hmm, I heard puppies. I heard a bunch of puppies over here. Maybe they're there. Yeah. And they just investigate and they get right on it like it's their duty, like they're all family. Yeah. yeah. And they end up rescuing, as we've said, the hero is this cat. Right. I and mean, Sergeant Tibbs. It's just never, and the horse, I forgot yes. the horse's name, who kicks right. Horace oh, and yes, Jasper. That's right. It's yeah. just, everyone is not, they're just putting themselves in danger mm-hmm. because they want to save these puppies. Totally. And I think right now, like, I always try to think about how it relates to today. And because mm-hmm. of phones, and social media, and I think some of our general, like some of the millennial self-protection and mm-hmm. self-importance that that mm-hmm. has happened, makes mm-hmm. us very like we're all on our own, and we're all just looking out for ourselves. And it makes yeah. it like like trying to walk on the street yeah. and a car not giving you the right away, <laughs> or or just like different. We have this sort of natural. Um, aggressiveness towards others right now. And yeah. I mean, part of that is because anybody could be carrying a, a deadly disease, which is part of it. Right. But right. Sure. even before that, it kind of seemed like that. It was kind of like you had this default annoyance with others yeah. because you're just looking out for yourself. And yeah. there's no like moment of kindness of like, oh, this this person just cut me off. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to let them in. Because who right. knows what kind of day they're having. Maybe right. it wasn't malicious intent. Yeah. Maybe it was careless. Maybe, so there's like kind of this default, um, just everyone for themselves yeah. right now. Totally. And I think this movie is like, look at all these strangers coming together to help save some lives. I love that. And just like the selflessness of that to me is the most moving thing about this movie is this like, we're going to survive. We're going to get through it together. We're going to take every idea as a good idea, possibly. Yeah. I mean, the Labrador that comes and helps them at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like this kindness that comes out of nowhere. Totally. Yeah. And it, and it ends up in a happy ending. And so that's kind of the thing that struck me the most, because I think we're all very much in our own world right now. And there's not a lot of coming together. There's a lot of being isolated. Yeah. We're not coming together in times of crisis. We're separating further. Right. Yep. That's Um, so true. So that's what was the most touching thing for me watching it right now. I love that. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I felt like, um, you know, just the idea that 
um, you shouldn't underestimate people because they're different than you or, and or a different breed than you. And or, you know, I think people are and especially animals. Animals are so much smarter than we think. But I think humans can be too when they lead from a place of heart, which you talked about, which I loved so much. Um, Yeah, the emotional intelligence is in the right place. Right, right. They fear what should cause genuine fear. Exactly. Rather than things that are different from them. Like they don't fear cats or horses. Right, exactly. What they fear is the crazy evil person. Yes, as they should. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. they're just leading with their hearts much more. And and that's why we love animals, too. They're innocent. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's like why our heart warms to them. They're totally innocent. Mm -hmm. And you know, leading from a place of naivete and heart. And we, we could all stand to do that a little more rather than like Cruella to just go after what we want yes. and not think about the repercussions and just think about money and, and sort of extrinsic things. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love talking about this with you so much. I'm so yeah, glad you wanted really to watch good. it. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm glad I looked at that list to movies because I was like I would love to revisit ones that I watched I mean I probably watched it 20 times as a kid I haven't seen it in 15 years yeah I'm like yeah, I'm same. sure there's a reason I watched that so much as a kid yes and I think oh. it's because it has such a specific vibe yeah totally like yeah direction is I know there's three directors but it's like not to reference <laughs> Harry Potter again but the third right. Harry Potter always movie, reference Harry Potter by Alfonso mm-hmm. okay great by Alfonso mm-hmm. Cuaron that's mm-hmm. the most stylized Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. And it's what I think is the best. It takes some liberties, but I think it's the it's best. It's fabulous. Yeah. Because it has such a specific mood and point of view. Yes. And that's yes. what this movie has. But like the animation of London and just the bleakness yeah. of the barn and the hole yeah. in the wall and mm-hmm. the characters. That's like such a clear vision. And I think the best art has that kind of lens on it. And it was cool to sort of be reminded about that. And that's probably why it struck me so much as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I can't wait until you come back. We have to do one on Harry Potter. I know it's not Disney canon, but. I mean, I could talk Harry Potter all day. Like, I could talk Ratatouille all day, but I could talk Harry Potter way more than Ratatouille. We'd love to see it. I can't wait. Cool. I can't wait either. Thanks for having me back. It was so fun. Thank you for joining me for another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. We'll see you real soon. 